welcome, peoples of the interwebs, to Zy Christie. And me, Kelly. And you're back joining us once again at Unnerved. Welcome. A horror movie podcast. Yeah, if you're new here, Christy and I watch a horror movie every other week and then we talk about it. And for the wrap-up of this spooky season, we decided to cover the entirety, minus the newest film, of the Saw franchise. So yes. everything through Spiral, but not Saw 10. Right, so today we're covering Spiral. Mm-hmm. It's the last day of Saw, for now. A little bit sad. A little well, sad. I, I'm... We'll, we'll get into our thoughts and feelings about the franchise as a whole mm-hmm. after we cover Spiral. Yep. Um, but let's let's just dive into it. Yes. So Spiral's from 2021. Yes. So we're getting to present time. Hit us with the cast. So I'm only going to cover a few people. This is a pretty large cast. A lot of, quite a few. There's quite a few characters. But uh, Chris Rock is Detective Zeke Banks. Like, surprisingly good? Yeah. I, I was surprised. Dude can act. He can. And I wasn't expecting that, but he was really good in this role. Uh, Max Minghella? Minghella? He's Detective William Shank. Samuel L. Jackson is Marcus Banks. That's Zeke's dad. Marisol Nichols is Captain Angie Garza. Daniel... Oh, Lord. Petronajevic. That's his... Good as I would give it, so... <laughs> is Detective Marv Boz Boswick, and then Richard Zeppieri... Zeppieri... Zep, Zep, oh my god, Zeppieri, I think, is Detective Fitch. Could not pronounce this. And this is directed by Darren Lynn Bosman, who is, what, Saw 4, 5, somewhere around there? He's the director for that? He, he's been the director for more... He's the most used director in the yes. Saw franchise. Yes, he is. It was nice to see his name again. Yes. I was like, oh, Darren Lynn, I know that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll, we'll, probably won't be as detailed like we have been. This isn't a super... In-depth movie. No, I mean... It's very straightforward. And you see the twist. I mean, I guessed it. You guessed it, and you're like, is it really that straightforward? I said yes. (laughs) They, I was reading, like, fun facts and things, and they're like, the twist isn't who, it's why. And I was like, no... That's not Saw, then. No. Because we had Who for so many, and then we knew Who, mm-hmm. and then we saw the Who spiral, huh, mm-hmm. into his depths of, yeah. like, anger, <laughs> like, rage. Sure, sure. Heads up, I have the sniffles and a little bit of a sore throat, so if I cough or sniffle, I'm sorry. I just do with Sorry, it. <laughs> listeners, that you have that in your headphones. So, we're, we start off the movie with a 4th of July parade. Mm-hmm. Detective Boswick is in the streets of, like, a carnival type of deal. Festival. Very it feeling to it's me. Festival. Well, we, we've seen a scene similar to this, like that, already in the Saw franchise in a flashback when yes, we Jigsaw have. gets the original pig. Cecil. Right? And is this where he kills Cecil? That's where he kidnaps Mm -hmm. Cecil. So, Boswick notices a thief. Um, He's been, like, stealing stuff. So, he follows the thief into the sewer system Mm -hmm. and into the subway system. Well, he gets knocked out in the sewer system. Wakes up in the subway system. Yes. um, And he has a trap on his face that... Uh, is pretty much holding up his body weight by his tongue. Yep. And he's got just a tiny little stool to keep from ripping his tongue out. Yes. 
while a TV plays, and we get our new killer mm-hmm. saying, I want to play a game. This trap, you have to rip out your tongue because you have lied on the witness stand. Yep. Many, many times letting guilty go free and mm-hmm. putting innocence mm-hmm. away, that kind of deal. So, remove your tongue, because yep. it's what's dealing the damage. All you have to do is step off that little platform that you're standing on before... And his body weight will do the rest. Yeah. If you fail to do so in three minutes, <clears throat> the oncoming train will hit you and you will die. Yeah. Well, the train hit him. Yeah. And... Uh, that's just a really good, nice, like, grossness of the body that's left over. That was nice. That was nice. Well, you liked the fact that his jaw was still attached yeah. to the tongue dangling from above. That was cool. It's a good part. It's a good part. I do like the traps in this. However, I wish they we spent more time in them. Yeah, we don't... It's way more They're about very, the plot. Yes. And for me, I like watching the people suffer in Saw. I, that's why we... I mean, I, I like the traps more when the traps further plot. I like that style. That's fine. This isn't that. But the thing is, the traps... You still need to have more time in the traps. It's like Saw 5. Saw 5 was way too plot heavy. And the traps were really cool. They just weren't enough of the story. Right. As opposed to Saw 6. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of traps, which we really like that. But the traps meant something to the trial happen. Yes. Yep. So, Bos- Boswick's dead. Cool. Then we cut to... <laughs> <laughs> we cut to good old Chris Rock. He is undercover mm-hmm. with a bunch of drug smugglers yep. in a hotel. And they're doing a raid on a room to steal money and drugs from another dealer. Yep. And they make it to the car, and then the police bust them, and... Realize f- Zeke is undercover. Yeah, we realize that Zeke went undercover solo, mm-hmm. which he shouldn't have done. Right. And didn't tell anybody. Right. So he gets chewed out a little bit, but we learn that he doesn't trust anybody on the force. And we find out very quickly it's because he turned in one of his own, a dirty cop, Yes. some time ago, so nobody trusts him, so he can't trust them. So what happened there, we get flashbacks, but we might as well, since we're talking about it, Mm -hmm. he put away the dirty cop because the dirty cop had shot a witness who was going to testify on the stand against another officer. Yes. So, dirty cop shot the witness, framed it Mm -hmm. like the witness pulled a gun on him. Yes. Zeke immediately knew, Mm -hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. Why would that ever happen? So he worked that job putting the dirty cop away, Mm -hmm. which then resulted into everybody like, well, he's clearly not with us, he's against us. Yeah. Which led to when he was calling for backup Mm -hmm. in a shootout, nobody was responding even though they were right around the corner, Mm -hmm. which put put Zeke in a troubling situation where he did get shot in the back. Yeah. And Zeke is also the son of the previous... Police chief. Chief. Who Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. So that's what happened, and that's that's why we have so much tension... Animosity. ...between Zeke and the rest of the police officers. Yes. But Zeke is having this getting chewed out by police chief, new police chief... Captain. Ang- Captain, sorry. Angie? Yeah. And Angie likes him, but Angie's also mad that he did this. She assigns him basically an intern cop, and that's William. He's a rookie. Yeah. 
So she's like, I need you to teach this guy, blah, blah, blah. So he gets handed this rookie, and then I think they get the call for the case, don't they? They get a call, and they they get a call that a homeless person was asleep on the subway tracks, and they have to go and investigate and identify yes. the person. Yeah. That's when they find out that something worse is going on because mm-hmm. there should not be, one, a TV on the subway. Yep. Two, this guy is well more well-dressed. Mm-hmm. What do you explain? The tongue hanging yeah. from the ceiling. So it's obviously not a homeless person, and it has switched to a homicide. Yeah, and they're thinking, you know, they put two and two together that this looks like a jigsaw trap. But jigsaw's been dead for how many years? Yeah. And we also get a line later of, like, Jigsaw didn't target cops. Nah, that's false. Yeah. He didn't target just cops. But he did target cops. I mean, we have Detective Hoffman. Yeah. We have Riggs. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I can list off at least eight cops that were targeted. Yeah. <laughs> the, it, that was an interesting line. FBI agents. <laughs> I think what they should have maybe rewritten that line is they don't target police forces. Like... Well, they still did. True. True. That's why I say don't. he didn't target only cops. Yeah. Because he and went clearly to... this was only cops. Yes. And only cops to this precinct. Yes. Very specifically. Yes. Because this precinct has a lot more shady shit going on behind the scenes. Yeah, dude. These be- people are shady. Because of Angie and his dad. Yes. So... Um, they make it back, they get a package in the mail of Mm -hmm. a flash drive Mm -hmm. that gives them a hint furthering, like, yes, that's a spiral, Mm -hmm. yes, this is a jigsaw copycat. Yeah, yep. Uh, And then they're told the entire force has to work together with Zeke on lead on this case, Mm -hmm. which is causing some issues. So... Zeke also goes and talks to Boz's wife. Mm-hmm. He runs into his ex-wife. That's a whole thing. Yeah, he has a whole conversation with William, his rookie, about... He's just very jaded against marriage and being in a marriage as a cop. And It's because his wife cheated on him. Yeah. I mean, with the counselor that he agreed to go see. With the marriage counselor, which is bad. It's bad. bad. It would make me jaded, too, for a while. Yeah, and because he was going through the divorce. Yeah, it's a fresh It's very fresh. Um, But in any case, I don't think we really... I mean, that doesn't really go anywhere. It's just part of his who he is. It's the fact that that's one of the first conversations that they have bonding. Mm -hmm. We find out that the the rookie has a family, quote-unquote. A wife and a son. Named Charlie, and, and he's got a tattoo he... named Charlie. Yeah. So, that's what that scene was setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have Zeke going home after that day. And running into his dad. Yep. Um, dad is willing to help work on the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they'll order pizza or something, and we'll go over details to Tomorrow try. night, basically. Right. Yeah. So, next day happens... They're investigating. He splits up the partners mm-hmm. to be like, okay, you go check out this, you go check out this. I need you on, like, analysis and yep. everything like that. They have, like, the pin, the pin board, the push boards yes. of, like, evidence and stuff like that, and they're working on it. Charlie asks to use Zeke's phone. Yep. Which, for our sake, yeah. it's going to be easier. 
Um, rookie William is the killer. Is He's the, the killer. copycat killer. And he doesn't actually have a family, and it's all bullshit. He blocks numbers and sends a text to his dad. He's telling him to meet him at the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. So that sets up why Zeke will no longer be able to contact his father mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. Yep. Um, also, then Zeke sends him home. Like, hey, we'll work on this tomorrow. He gets a call from William while William's at home. Yep. And William's playing, like, baby crying noises mm-hmm. to, like, really solidify that he has he's a, a family man. He's yeah. got a kid. And so that's further solidifying, oh, yeah, he's a good guy and he's got a family. False. Mm-hmm. Um, All lies. Zeke makes it home, accepts the food delivery, however, his dad is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, and we also get hints that his dad's really into model trains. Yeah, we do. We do. Which is important to some degree for hint and clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Then, uh, the two officers he sent out, right? That's probably next. Fitch and what's her noodle? I don't fucking care about her name. They're looking for surveillance video on who last saw Boswick. And they run into basically like a bodega and bully the shopkeeper into handing over one of his firearms and then get They just his, take it. Yeah, some of the and then they get some surveillance footage and they find out I think where Boswick was last seen. They find out that he was chasing a thief. Yeah. And they think they kinda know who it was and they're like, We're not gonna tell Zeke, we're gonna keep rolling with it. And then Fitch has a homeless informant informant so he goes to find him and when he goes to find him he gets captured by the jigsaw copycat he um, gets put into the finger trap yeah his trap's pretty cool actually so do you want to tell his trap so all 10 of his fingers are in a like chinese finger trap mm-hmm. and he's got a metal device around his face where if he bites down It'll connect some circuits and stop the water flow. And and actually, it won't stop the water flow. It will pull his fingers. Yeah. So, if he doesn't do that, the water level that he's sitting in will rise and touch copper wires, mm-hmm. electrocuting him in the bathtub. Yes. He fails. Yes, he gets he most of his fingers off. He almost makes it. He's so close, but not quite. Yeah. This particular character is one of the main ones that led Zeke to getting shot. Yes. And that's why he has a scar on his left cheek, right? Left cheek, yeah. Because Samuel Jackson sees that his son was shot, knows he was the closest person and didn't respond to the call, at call, and then throws him against, like, a car or something, yeah. and it cuts up his face. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I have to hold him back. But, in any case, Fitch is dead. Yep. Then, uh, we have William missing. Yeah, but we also, and then we get more boxes, right? Little clues to each yeah, of the police but we find out that William isn't around. Yes. So, yeah, we get a new box that uh, has a piggy mask mm-hmm. in it, and also the skin of William. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know this because it says Charlie Yep. as a tattoo. It's just whoever he killed, and yeah. he just slapped a tattoo on it like he's fine don't worry about it <laughs> we don't see william die which is why it was very easy to tell that it was william we also have a new puppet this movie same as mr snuggles yep it's a little piggy in a police officer uniform i mean symbolic to the 
quote-unquote cops or pigs. Mm -hmm. I think we forgot to talk about the box in the car that was Fitch's box, but I don't think that matters. It's not really all that important. It just led to the scene where... Yeah, it showed it. It had his fingies in it. Yeah. And then this one had William's... Allegedly William's skin, you know. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, And so Zeke is a little distraught. So he's investigating more of Mm -hmm. that crime scene. And while he's kind of poking around and is getting clues outside of the precinct, he then realizes that there's a trap that's now set up at the precinct. And that's because the last box with the flesh in it said something like, I will take your head, which he didn't realize at the time to mean the head of the precinct, which is the captain. Yeah. The captain goes down to cold, like, cold case Mm -hmm. bunker. Downstairs in in the the basement. basement. While everybody else is out. And then there was... She gets gassed, knocked out, and set up for a wax table waterboarding moment. It's gross. Her trap is if she wants the hot wax to stop pouring on her face and waterboarding her, she has to sever her spinal cord, making her... A quadriplegic. Yes. Making her paralyzed from the neck down. I was telling Christy, I think I'd just accept death on this one. And Zeke was close to close, getting Close, but not quite. And yeah. the idea was that the wax, she has like a, almost like a towel over her face, but the wax burns through it because she was covering stuff up, so it's going to cover her. Yeah. So, but yeah, she dies there. Mm-hmm. Yay. Woo! Zeke finds her and is very distraught. Yeah, he's upsetty spaghetti. And then one of the fellow cops on the case basically yells at him and says he's too close to the case and that where the hell has your dad been? Because at this point, it does look like Samuel L. Jackson's character is hella sus. Yeah. And Zeke is like, well, I need to go talk to the dirty cop that I put away. So Mm -hmm. he goes and tries to find Pete. He gets captured. Yes. Zeke does. And gets thrown into a warehouse where he is handcuffed to a pipe. Very similar to a bathroom. He does have a hacksaw next to him, Mm -hmm. which is a nice nod to the first one, but he also finds a bobby pin that was left, probably intentionally. Yes. To uh, break out of the handcuffs. And he does. And he finds Pete strapped to the, like, he's hanging from the ceiling, basically. Yeah. Um, and... Not by his neck, by, like, his torso. Yeah, well, I think his hands. hands. It's his hands above his head. Yeah. So, he's got that, those two are fighting. Uh, Zeke thinks Pete has something to do with all of this. Even though Pete is... Clearly in a trap. And Pete thinks Zeke has something to do with this because Zeke is no longer tied up. Also fair. Right. So, then Pete's... Well, really, it's for Zeke. Zeke's trial, but... Yeah. Zeke has to accept, like forgiveness and letting go of the dirty cop and everything Mm -hmm. like that and so he has to find the key and free him before he gets shredded by glass yeah so it's like a think about like a big it's a glass grinder yeah a big glass grinder that pushes out the glass at really really high speeds at pete's back yep and just shredding him apart yeah and zeke does find the key just doesn't quite get there in time right And, like, 
it was a nice hint as to where the key was, and mm-hmm. he did figure it out in a fairly quick manner. That trap was so quick. Well, that, and, like, it's also a hard trap to maneuver to try and save somebody. Mm-hmm. Without killing yourself in the process. Correct. So, Pete dies. Yeah. And so, Zeke moves on and runs into William, a.k.a. Charlie. Mm-hmm. He, we find out that Charlie is the son of the witness that got shot by, by Pete. Pete. Yeah. So. And he wants to partner up with Zeke. Yeah. He's like, you put away a dirty cop, that means you're one of the good ones. That yeah. means that you can be trusted in fixing the system. Help me put away and kill dirty cops. Right. By the way, your dad was into some shady shit in X, Y, and Z. Also, I know where your dad is. Yeah. So he sets up, he leads Zeke to where his dad is, who is currently in a game. Mm-hmm. Where he, he's strung up kind of like a puppet. Yep. That's important. And he's got vials of blood below him because it's draining his, yes. his fluid. And he's lost a lot of blood. Yeah, point. he's near the point of bleeding out. Yeah. Be, having blood out. And Zeke offered, or not Zeke, I'm sorry, William offers Zeke a choice to either shoot the target to drop his dad so his dad doesn't die or kill William. But then his dad will die. Yeah. So he shoots the target mm-hmm. but attacks Charlie. Mm-hmm. While he is fighting Charlie William, whatever you want to actually call him. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. The um, rookie. A SWAT team shows up and is going through and clearing the house yep. and is making their way to this room. When they get to the door, they cut a wire. Yep. Activating the next part of Zeke's dad's trap, lifting him up and positioning him like Mr. Snuggles. Yep. And the SWAT team doesn't recognize it as a trap. They recognize it as someone pulling a gun on them. Yeah, because it, like, lifts his arm up with, like, a bar that looks like a gun, like he's going to shoot. And they shoot him. Yep. And uh, William runs away. Gets into, like, a freight elevator and And escapes. he escapes. And And Zeke is brought into questioning. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Yep. There could be more to this story. Yeah. I don't know if I'm curious enough to know. Eh. Yeah. It's an interesting spinoff. Yes. That feels more like a Criminal Minds drama. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, it's an entertaining movie. Uh, it's, it's not, they literally say it's like, it's not part of, like, the Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, you know, it's its own standalone movie that's mm-hmm. part of the Saw universe, and you can definitely feel that. And I appreciate yeah. that they didn't try and do something like they did with Jason. Yeah. So our kill count is eight. Not bad. It's not bad. Let's go through some fun facts. We really don't have many. I don't have many either. Um, the previous working title of this was The Organ Donor. Interesting. I'm pretty sure they kind of revamped it to be a Saw movie type of a deal. Well, it sounded like... Based off what I was reading, you like Chris Rock brought this idea over to mm-hmm. the Saw Lionsgate, um, and what was going on at the time was that a couple of the writers for Saw were trying to come up with a Saw Nine that fit into as a sequel, and were getting rejected again and again and again by Lionsgate because I don't think the scripts were very good. So when Chris Rock approached them and had this idea, they kind of munched them together. 
Yeah, and it's not the first time that they've taken an already existing script no. and revamped it to be a Saw film, mm-hmm. so they've probably got a lot of things stitched together. This is also Chris Rock's first horror movie. He did great. Yeah. I'd be interested to see him in more serious roles moving forward. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, for some of the traps, so the finger trap that we discussed is mm-hmm. based off of a Chinese torture system called... I'm probably going to butcher this, and I'm very, very sorry. Zanzihi? Okay. Zanzi, it could be. I don't know. So, basically, it's very much kind of like what we saw. It has wire, like, little sticks Mm -hmm. wrapped around your fingers, and they would pull each finger for interrogation purposes. Oh, gosh. Then we had waterboarding and the tongue terror. So those were the three that were based off of medieval torture devices. Okay. Um, uh, apparently Darren Lynn wanted a subway tunnel for that first shot, which they told him they couldn't have. So they did eventually build that set, mm-hmm. and they used, like, forced perspective type stuff to make it seem bigger than it was, but it actually was a very small... It works. Yeah. Uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman also really insisted on having the marionette piggy cop, Mr. Snuggles. Because puppets are important to... I don't mind Mr. Snuggles. I was reading stuff and it sounded like there was a consideration for this movie at some point to be some kind of, like, I don't know, origin story background on Billy the Puppet, which we really haven't had. But, yeah, we have. But not a whole lot. John Kramer literally created the puppy for uh, the puppy, the puppet for his son. I don't as remember, a toy. and I don't remember that ever being really discussed. It's not discussed; it's shown. It oh, when he's yeah, making he all the stuff it. for the nursery, he but makes like, Billy but he as makes, a toy. But you could you could go further with that. He makes him as a toy, but why Billy? Why does he look like that? Why does he end up getting used in the traps? Like. I don't think you need to go that far as to why he looks like that. It was a consideration at one point, but they didn't go with it. And I think the it's reason why he uses it is because it's symbolic to his son. Mm-hmm. He already had it created. Mm-hmm. Might as well use it. Right. I don't think you need to go that, that deep. Billy the Puppet's creepy toy to give to a child, but, you know. He's just a puppet. A handmade puppet loved by Dad. Yeah. Um. Samuel L. Jackson did um, kind of intimidate Darren Lynn Bosman a little oh, bit. Oh, I saw that. So when the actor first came on set and they were shooting the the scene, and he's like, "I need you to be over here," Samuel L. Jackson's like, "Nah," and went to stand in a different spot. It was Samuel L. Jackson kind of testing the director, yeah. be like, "You need to stand up for what you want mm-hmm. out of me." Yeah. So. Interesting. I mean, Samuel Jackson is just an interesting character. He really is. And I think just likes to gauge where, who he's working with. Yes. A pushover or somebody who's going to, like, really be passionate about the work. And that's one of his tests. I don't have anything else. Um, there is a Pulp uh, Fiction reference in in the basement vault door. I don't think I've ever seen Pulp Fiction. That doesn't surprise me for you. <laughs> I've seen it. It's a very uh, entertaining movie. Okay. So, you have taglines? There's only one. Discover a new chapter. I didn't find any fun reviews. Oh, well, it's a newer movie. 
So, um, I'll do my rating of traps for this quick. So I'd say let's do your rating of traps. Let's talk about the franchise as a whole, and then we'll cap it with the entire rating of all the traps. I wasn't going to go through the entire rating of the traps again. That's fair. I was just going to say where they placed. Where these ones placed okay. in relation to that. So, um, my the finger trap is my number one. It's cool. The wax trap is my number yeah, two. Yeah, that would be. The train trap is my number three. Then glass grinder, uh, Marcus Banks, daddy, blood drain test, mm-hmm. and then Banks's trial. Yeah. So, Spiral went kind of down on the list, which is why I'm just like, I don't think I need to repeat my top 20. That's fair. All over again. So, the finger trap is at number 20. Out of how many are we at? 72. Okay. Um, the wax trap ranks in at 29. Okay. The train trap, the glass grinder, and then Banks's blood drain tests are 55, 56, and 57. Oh, all right next to each other. Yeah. And then Banks's trial is 69. So, can you give us the top five overall? So, top five. I'll, I'll give the top ten. Okay. It's our last episode. So, from ten to one, we have the scalping seat from four. Okay. Um, then we have the public execution trap from 3D. Okay. The rack from 3. Okay. The angel trap from 3. That's one of my favorites. The shotgun carousel from 6. Mm-hmm. The nerve gas house from 2. Mm-hmm. The needle pit from 2. Mm-hmm. The bed ripper from 4. Yep. The ice scale from 4. <laughs> yeah. And the reverse bear trap is always going to be number 1. That's a pretty solid top 10. I think so, too. I think... I mean, I think my top 20 is probably the most solid out of everything. It's okay. just, at, at some point, you're just like, there's so many traps. I it can't really. It takes me a second when you say, I'm like, okay, three. Okay, that one. I, like, I can picture them. That's why I, I'm like, it goes with this movie. Yeah. That helps. <laughs> yes. I have them all color-coded, and it's great. <laughs> all right, so thoughts on the Saw franchise as a whole. Kelly, as your first time. As my first time going through. So the only movie I had seen before we did this run was one. And I love the first Saw movie. It Mm -hmm. is still my favorite out of all the ones we've watched, but I really, really enjoy six and seven a whole lot. Um, And two isn't bad either. Three and four, I get the kind of, it's, it's kind of weird and it gets lost a little bit in all of the time continuity problems. Mm-hmm. They're still okay. Three I don't like because of the main character, but like... Slow-ass motherfucking Jeff? They're not bad. Yeah, slow-ass motherfucking Jeff. So, seven, eight, I don't recognize. It doesn't exist to me. And nine is a good little entertaining flick. So, I think for myself, I would watch Saw 1 through 7, and I still really want to watch 10, because 10 does fit. Ten, so 10 happens after 2. Yep. So... Actually, yeah, I think it actually happens between one, one and two. two. It happens between one and two, but you have to see one through four to, un- like, yes, not to be it. spoiled of three and four. So we probably will cover ten at some point, but... Yeah, we'll give it some time. We're going to step away from this this franchise. Yeah, walking into Saw, this, this is not what I expected Saw to be. Like, I thought Saw was going to be very, like, you want to play a game, and then every movie would be just a series of games with uh five new characters every time very much like 
Friday the 13th or, you know, any of those where you just throw in a new cast and do the same plot every single time. I was pleasantly surprised that it's a continuous plot from one through seven. And that makes it really cool. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's really well thought out and well written. And I don't get the, I don't get the torture porn vibe that I grew up, no, like, hearing that's what Saw was. Oh, it's just torture porn and it's a bunch of this. It's really not that bad. I think it got that label because it did inspire that genre. Yeah. So, from this series, we got Hostel, mm -hmm. which is definitely in the torture porn stigma. Yeah. It is a very rough watch, and probably one we won't cover, because I don't think Kelly would do I, well with that one. I have a really hard time with anything, like, assault in that space. Like, I just... I mean, the men mostly get... A the men get attacked more than the women. Still gross. It's still gross. Except for two. Two is the women, but then we have a badass woman at the end that's just like, no, fuck that. I'm going to buy my way out, and then I'm going <laughs> to chop off this guy's dick and feed it to some dogs. And it's great. That's pretty great. It's 10 out of 10. But, like, there's Hostel. I like the ending, hate the beginning. Okay. Because Hostel at the beginning is them doing essentially... Touring Europe, mm -hmm. but they're very heavily in the red light district. Yeah. And it's a lot of sex. Mm hmm But then once you get away from that, they get bamboozled from girls that they had sex with mm -hmm. into getting bit on and, and sold. Yeah. So then the torture happens. And, and two, it's more torture than sex. Which is great for me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... That's just basically why Saw gets that label is because a lot of movies were inspired by Saw mm -hmm. to make the more gruesome videos. I also really hate the, well, I don't like gore, I won't watch Saw excuse. I'm getting that a lot from people I, I know that like horror. They're like, well, I don't like gore, I'm not going to watch it. It's not that bad. Like, It's not. And it's all practical effects. You can, and you can, for the most part, look away. You'll like know if you mm -hmm. can't watch certain parts. But I didn't do that that often. I'm not big into gore. And I really like these movies. So I, I just think, like, give it a shot. At least the first one. If you don't like the first one, don't bother watching the rest. I'd say at least watch one and two. Because one gives you the, a great premise mm -hmm. of what society is dealing with. Yes. And then two gives you what to expect from the series moving mm -hmm. forward. If you cannot handle one and two and are not interested, you don't have to waste your time with the rest no, of the series. Not. You don't. But one and two is the best gauge. Yes. For the whole series. But I really, I really like this. Um... This and Evil Dead are my favorite horror franchises, for sure. They're very different than each other, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm disappointed I didn't watch these sooner, almost, because they're way better than I was expecting them to be. And I get that a lot from people. Yeah, and, like, I just, I love And you know me, I watch these every year. Every year, and I, since I high school. It. Like, and I love, I ended up really loving the characters, even the ones that weren't evil. They feel like very fleshed out. It's not just mm -hmm. evil guy. 
that's evil, evil. It's like they have motivations. You are a corrupted individual. Yeah, and it's like you can root for them because even though you know they're wrong, you understand why they're doing what they're doing. And how what they're going through could actually prevent them from harming others in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, Jigsaw's whole philosophy is very... It's wrong, but it's very interesting. And you could see how he believes himself to be the good guy in that sort of situation. Or, you know, absolved of all murderous charges, even though he's nuts, you know. But, like, Hoffman's a little more power-hungry, but I really love Hoffman. Because he does have that, like, power drive in him. And we see him, and it's not just, like, a quick switch over it. We see that spiral happen over the course of several movies, and I... I just really enjoy that character development. It's just really cool to see. I very much, very, very much enjoyed these movies. I'm so happy you watched them all. Yeah! I thought I wasn't sure what I was going to really like it. I'm like, oh no, but I'm I'm happy. We gotta rip the band-aid off. And the reason why we wanted to do it all together is because it becomes very difficult when you take breaks in between these movies to... Remember. Remember what happened in the last one because they start to meld together. They definitely do. Even when we were talking about them, especially when we're doing two an episode, I was like, oh shoot, no, that's five. Like, or that's six. Um, yes. So they do, because I mean, it is one story. So, you know. And, and there's eight. callbacks and then, between, like, one movie to the last movie or mm-hmm. one movie that you're going to find a Easter egg later on down the line that you're like, oh shit, that's why Jill dropped off a random videotape or package to a hospital is because it was to Gordon and because Gordon had to set this up. So it's very difficult to just take a break every couple months Mm -hmm. to then try to step back into it and be like, okay, I need to try and remember Mm -hmm. everything. (laughs) So it was just easier for us to just do it all. Christy got to watch me watch these movies, which is cool because I like... Especially, like, Seven and stuff. Like, I got really into it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like, I was not expecting that from you for, se- for Seven. I love Seven. <laughs> people are hit or miss with Seven. I do enjoy watching Seven. After watching it a lot, I'm like, okay, I see the woman hate. Yeah, Okay, I okay. see where this could have been rushed, and I, I was in the camp of, like, always expecting eight movies. Mm-hmm. And to have it all rushed into the seventh one, it made me, like, oh, I'm not going to get all eight movies that they had planned, and now my my series is over. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I was living that in real time. And I didn't have that. Right. Now, I wish they wouldn't have made what the fuck ever Jigsaw is. Oh, me neither. I also don't enjoy that movie. I skipped that movie. I don't think I will ever watch eight, rewatch eight. I don't rewatch eight. I'd well, I'd rewatch Spiral if I was feeling up to it. But one through seven, I would watch again. I put Spiral on in the background when I'm doing other stuff. If yeah. I need to finish watching the movies, because I'm always like, they could bring back some of this mm-hmm. character development and see where it could go in other spinoffs. Because if you're saying that Spiral is from the Book of Saw, mm-hmm. that implies that there. And also we saw it in 8. Yeah. There's a whole internet cult. Yeah. Dedicated to worshipping or figuring out his ideology. Yeah. Or trying to carry on his legacy. So you you have a whole network mm-hmm. of people who could be inspired and set up more spin-offs. Yeah. Similar to Spiral. I'm not saying that's what I want. 
You could do like what... I'm not saying that at all. You kind of can do what Evil Dead does where you requel it and then you refit Like, you go from there. Right. And I'm saying like also... So, 10 also happens out of the country. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, because he goes to... Yeah. 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 So, if you were to expand on that and have Mm spinoffs where other people in different countries Mm -hmm. and see where you could do that culturally... That'd be very interesting. It'd be an interesting spin. I'm, again, not saying that's what I want, because I love the original seven. That's the thing, too. I'm a little, like, now I'm a little, like, dragon hoardy. I'm like, I like these seven. And, like, I like, you know, like Saw 10. And, I'm and they to do watch regret killing John Kramer off so early in the franchise. Granted, origin, very originally, one was supposed to be it. Yeah. Then they wanted a sequel. Okay, well, then they planned through three. Mm hmm. So three was, it was supposed to then just be a trilogy. Yeah. Well, now we have a lot more unanswered questions. We need, yeah. it, people still want this, so let's plan through eight. Mm-hmm. So it got, it got added on a lot as. I'm really not mad that he died in three. I'm not either. However, it would have been interesting to see more, if, if you were to have planned out for as many movies as we have. Mm-hmm. And have gotten rid of Jigsaw and Spiral and had more movies yeah. where we saw literally Jigsaw going insane because of the yeah. cancer and him driving himself off a cliff. Like, yeah. And literally designing each trap and how he found yeah. people. Because, like, there's also the theory. I'm not saying it's correct. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but it'd be fucking interesting as Mm -hmm. hell that Adam... Yeah, is still alive. ...is still alive because we have this whole theory where, like, the chain was on his left foot and everything like that, and it got switched to the right foot at some Mm -hmm. point, and we just see a decrepit corpse. We don't see details of just a white shirt and blue jeans. Yeah. It's very generic clothing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not, still not saying that's correct. <laughs> Nobody at me. But I'm just saying that there are theories. But also, you set him up as a massive voyeur. Mm-hmm. He takes a lot of candid photos. Yeah. Stalks people to get information. How the hell is a cancer patient <laughs> getting all that, those yeah. photos of him, him, his own? Yeah. He's not having Amanda and Hoffman do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would already have that stuff and not wait for... The folders. Yeah. So where are all these candid photos that look exactly like... It would be very Adams? interesting. It would be very interesting. Again, I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying it would have been a more interesting thing if Gordon and Adam were both mm-hmm. then recruited. Yeah. And then they became, after mm-hmm. dealing with Hoffman and then having a movie where they were now in charge. Yeah. So, like, have what we had... With a, a few extra movies of mm-hmm. Jigsaw backstory. Then we can cover Jill and Jill can be then out. Yes. Uh, we we have the resolution already with Amanda. I think mm-hmm. Amanda's storyline works for her. Yeah, I don't think we need we any don't more need, Amanda. Which we do get in 10. But that's because but that of the makes timeline. Sense. Yeah. But her dying with Jigsaw made a lot of sense. 
And honestly, Hoffman dying when he died makes sense. I wouldn't prolong yes. his story. Either. Hoffman then becoming power hungry and having his power trip mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you end it with Gordon and if you had Adam mm-hmm. being the two that lock him in the bathroom, mm-hmm. having a dual game over, yeah. having those two then go off and continue to spread the word of Jigsaw. Yeah. And then they're the ones in charge now. That would be interesting. That would have been very interesting if they thought ahead of that and didn't just kill off Adam. But also, Adam dying makes sense for Gordon's storyline. Yes, it does. It's fine. It's fine either way. I'm just saying that that would have been another interesting way to do it without resorting to mm-hmm. Jigsaw. <laughs> the the eighth movie. Yeah. So. But yeah, I really liked it. Good. I'm glad you came on this journey. I'm glad you took me on this journey. Well, of course. Like I said, a little apprehensive going into it because, I mean, you're staring down a franchise that's been going on since, what, 2001? Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, buckle up. But I, I am lucky enough that I've stayed away from so much horror movies, like, growing up that I don't know spoilers for a lot of movies. You so. did not know the spoiler to when we first watched Saw 1. Mm-hmm, which is amazing. I didn't know the spoiler for Scream when we first watched Scream. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I don't know how I got away with that one either. Those that are two cool. definitely big ones in our generation's yes. um, horror and, like, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you manage to see it clean slate... 20 years after it came out? Yeah. It's pretty You impressive. are lucky. <laughs> Um, because, like, like, you even didn't see Sixth Sense before. But I did know the but twist. But you knew, but that's because it's so ingrained. Yeah. In every piece of media. Like, mm-hmm. even comedies make reference. Yep. To I see dead people. Yep. So yeah, therefore you. that one was. So, like, media takes those references and plays it a lot. So thankfully for you, when yeah. you went into Saw and Scream media wasn't touching it too much not enough or at least not in the realms i was in correct so yeah super let's, good let's grade this shit sweet so christy and i have five questions that we scale um from one to ten for possible score 50 to, for eight, oh my god 50 each 100 total there we yep. go <laughs> first question was it a good saw movie six six yeah how is the acting eight eight i really like chris rock in this he does a great job yeah, I'm not mad at the acting from anybody. No. Um, how were the special effects? Eight. Nine. Uh, was it a compelling story, interesting twist? Four. Four. It, I think because our yeah. score is the same, <laughs> we scored it exactly the same. Except for, I think we got special effects and character development writing are a little Yeah. Long. Character development writing? Six. Five. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, 32. 32. Uh, so that puts us at a 64, which we are placing in between American Psycho from 2000 and Killer Collins from Outer Space from 1988. Mm-hmm. So, now that we're departing, we're, we're leaving Saw yes, leaving Yes, we're leaving the gore. We're leaving the soap opera. And we're getting some listener recommendations in now. Yes, so uh, our, our theme are Marissa's recommendations. Yeah, go Riss. So, Kelly, which movie of Marissa's would you like to cover first? I would like to cover Black Phone first. Okay. So that's a recent one. I've heard great things about it, both from family and friends, so I am excited to watch it. I think you've seen it. I saw it in theaters with uh, our 
a previous guest of ours, Tyler. Oh, okay. So, excited. And his sibling. I'm very, very excited to watch it. I think it's more supernatural? A little more supernatural. Psychological, maybe? Um, psychological. Like, there is a real evil. Mm-hmm. And the supernatural aspect is more helpful than, like, a demonic possession. Okay. So, you have reality and versus the supernatural. Okay. I think that's the easiest way to put that without ruining anything. Anything. So yeah. So very excited. I have also read the short story. I have not. Have not had time. You even though you borrowed it for like I over a year and then you while. returned it and I now just, we're covering. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. It's just one it's of fine. It co- it's it's fairly close enough to the movie and it's a short story and the movie obviously expands it mm-hmm. into much more. It's Ethan Hawke in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we probably won't cover too much on the short story because, like I said, the movie is going to have more context and in-depth than that short story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to cover Black Phone. If you like our artwork as much as we do, go check out my sister Danny at Danny Draws Dragons over on Instagram and our episode Annihilation where she guest hosts with us. Yeah. And if you want to see all the spooky things that I just accomplished this Halloween season. Hell yeah. With all my makeups and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go see me at Lilith underscore Hilltopple on Instagram. I also post any like movie posters cause, mm-hmm. that I find out in the wild because I find a lot of like old school stuff. Yep. Uh, from where I work at the Haunted House. Um, if you want to join in the conversation, give us themes, movie recommendations, tiebreakers, ideas for cringeness. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Unnerved Over a Movie Podcast. We have a nice little group over there. Or on Twitter at A Unnerved. You can DM us over there instead of tagging us because we're more likely to see it and not accidentally get tagged in something unrelated to what we yeah. covered. Yep. <laughs> so, um, anything else to plug? Anything else I'm missing? No. Stay safe. Yes. Stay spooky. Extra spooky. Yes, I know. I know our spooky season time has ended. Mm-hmm. But Not that really. doesn't mean <laughs> it has ended in your soul. Yeah, we are spooky all year round. Exactly. Like I saw a meme earlier today of just like you know when your brain like the meme where the chick's sitting in in her bed and mm-hmm. her brain is like, what if this happened? Mm-hmm. Like, are you trying to sleep? Yeah. Do you think that Halloween misses you as much as you miss it? (laughs) (laughs) Us, though. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wonder that all the time. So, but yes, uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks for the Black Phone. Bye. Bye!